Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very interesting uh, top 15 for you guys today. Um, And tonight, as you see in the uh, title of this episode, is the top 15 most outrageous claims made by the one and only, the immortal, Hulk Hogan. Uh, so, uh, before we step into this, Roger, how you feeling? I mean, it's just exposing more and more of his garbage, so I'm okay. All right. Well, I specifically wanted to do this episode because I wanted to hear you rage. That's one thing. Um, <laughs> well, it, it's, it's ironic that you suggested this episode tonight because, uh, we received a message from a fan, uh, earlier today suggesting that we needed to do something based around hulk hogan uh because he actually loves when roger goes off about hulk hogan nice so, <laughs> so because then he, all i do is spit facts that's, all that's right so uh shout out to my buddy jonathan this one's for you buddy yes sir all right well let's go ahead and let's break it down a little bit ladies and gentlemen if you were to ask any random stranger walking down the street to give you one, the name of one professional wrestler, the name that would be said more often than not would probably be Hulk Hogan. Now, in his early days, <clears throat> excuse me, in his early days in the WWE, in New Japan Wrestling and the AWA, Hogan went from being a bodybuilder to someone who had enough in-ring talent to accomplish his which is combined with his uh, irresistible charisma that carries him to the big time of the professional wrestling industry. That's exactly what happened when he made his return to WWE in 1983. Not only did Hogan become the face of the company, but he also became a worldwide global sensation. Whether it was telling kids to eat their vitamins and say their prayers, feuds with the likes of Randy Savage, the Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior, or putting WrestleMania on the map, Hogan was adored by fans for nearly 10 years. Hold so, on. Ta- 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 time oh, out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it, no, no, no. In 83, it, 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 he wasn't Hulk Hogan before 83, was he? Or correct uh, me if I'm wrong. He became Hulk Hogan and he became Hulk Hogan in AWA in 1981 or 82. Okay. Um, but he he only wrestled as Terry. Um, and for our Vince Senior, so when Vince approached um, AWA to buy them out and everything like that, and they said no. Instead, when Hogan went to Japan, Vince went there to Japan and made the underhanded cut and booked him and told him he would make him the face of wrestling, which he did. So that's why uh, Vince was at Hogan's wedding and not Vergagne. Right. Okay, because I. I... At what point was he called Sterling Golden? Do you guys remember that? Was that? AWA, early AWA, too. Okay, okay. That's when what he wasn't I... able to cut promos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I... year was Rocky? When was he Thunderlips? That's what I wanted. What year was that? What movie was... 33? I think that's was... why he. That's why uh, Vince Sr. wanted him. I mean, Vince yeah. Jr. Yeah. Okay. Well, when he made the jump to the rival WCW in 1994, he ditched the fan favorite persona to become the bad guy for the first time 
quote unquote, in his career. And while people originally thought that the character change would hurt his career, it brought Hogan to new heights. Now a part of the infamous New World Order stable, Hogan's new edgier look and the Hollywood nickname made him one of the biggest heels in the world at that time. Whether he was wearing the black and white or the red and yellow, in his return to WWE, he was beloved by fans. Multiple time wrestling champion, movie star, cultural icon, but a pathological liar? Hmm. Facts. I know, I know, one of those descriptions stands out above the rest, but for every championship he and for every movie he starred in, Hogan has told a lie or two that you can tell right off the bat was just downright straight up bullshit. Maybe it's become an all maybe it's because of the all times and maybe all the times he got hit in the head or because you know he just buys into his own bullshit. Hogan is now just as famous for his insane fibs as he is for what he did inside the ring. However, there are some lies that stand out way more above the rest. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you 15 of the most outrageous claims that Hulk Hogan has made before in the past. Before we actually get into this, shout out to Daniel uh, Belaze, who was the writer of this piece from uh, December 13th, 2015. This is from thesportster.com. And uh, let's just jump straight on into it. Which one you guys want to take the first one? Oh, I got this one because this is hilarious. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the time that Hulk Hogan said he was asked to fight in the UFC. <laughs> oh, um, now Go I don't ahead. know what I don't know what rock <clears throat> he he was living under uh, to come up with this one, but. Um, I kind of hope he would have fought in the UFC because that might have honestly deflated his ego some. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, more, than, more than some. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot. Uh, but anyway, uh, in an interview that took place uh, just a few years ago, Hulk, and, Hulk Hogan claimed that he was asked to join a startup company known as UFC. While UFC wasn't nearly as popular as it is today, Hogan said he would have he would not join because guys get beat up when the fight should be stopped. Oh, mm. it, it, isn't that MMA? Okay. Uh, and while Hulk Hogan in the octagon would have been a sight to see, according to Campbell McLaurin, he was never asked to join the company. Now, who is Campbell McLaurin? You may ask. Well, um, he's kind of the co-founder of UFC. Uh, and in a hilarious Twitter exchange with a fan, McLaren, uh, or McLaren <clears throat> said, Hulk Hogan being asked to fight in hashtag original UFC is absolutely false. Not in real life anywhere. Um, what, what do you guys think about that one? Hogan would have gotten his ass whipped. I don't look good. I mean, let's just say, okay, for, okay, so what you said at the original part of this piece, the original, quote unquote, the original UFC, okay? So the original UFC didn't start until 1993, which means it would have been Hulk Hogan right at the tail end of his WWE career and right at the beginning of his WCW run, okay? 
So let's just say, just for the sake of argument, let's go back to 1994. Uh, let's see the UFC. Oh, he he would have had to fight. He would have had to fight the likes of uh, Ken Shamrock, Royce Gracie, just to name a few. Oh God, that would have. Oh no, no. He would have also man. He would have have to fight Jesus Randy Couture. Um, it, it, not okay, ninety three. No, not in ninety three. Couture wasn't there in ninety three. Let me look and see who all would be. Uh, it would have been Gracie Shamrock. Andre, Andre Olowski was there in ninety three. Was uh, he? Yeah, he was there in ninety three. Um, trying to look who else made up. Uh, Let me just look at the first UFC tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the first couple of UFC, but. If, if, if I'm thinking like, hey, let's go, let's even go close to like 1994 or something, like closer to where like he would be. Um, see UFC list of UFC events. Uh, let's see, let me go from there to. I see those are the most recent ones. Let's go all the way back to two. Let's see, 19. Okay, the first four were the tournaments. Uh, yeah. So, let's just say let's go let's go let's go December sixteenth, nineteen ninety four, UFC Revenge of the Warriors. Okay, so we click on that one, and most of it was, uh, most of it was like you know Royce Gracie. Like first of all, Roy, he Royce Gracie would have wrapped his ass up in a pretzel. Dan, Sam, listen, I know people you know say oh Dan Samer wasn't that good of a wrestler. Yeah, but he beat the fuck out of you in the in the in the octagon. Let's just be honest. Dan Samer was the original belt collector. Hell yeah, he was, dude. Dan Severin, dude, does not get enough credit for being the as man. good as he was, dude. Dan Severin was a fucking beast, dude. Um, that was his nickname, the Beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Guy Mel, dude. Here's the thing. Guy Meltzer um, was another good one. I know most people out there probably don't know who Guy Meltzer was, but Guy you Meltzer. Was a, Meltzer? No, Guy Meltzer. <laughs> nah, oh. Dave, oh, Dave Meltzer wouldn't have lasted two, three seconds. Uh, but no, nah, Guy Meltzer. Um, he was a good man. He had he had a. Um, wins over Tito Ortiz, Jimmy Schmidt, um, a lot of good ones. Uh, he, his, he, he, he was the one who was responsible. Um, he was Ken Shamrock's submission and Pancrase coach. That's where a lot of, uh, uh, that's what, that's what he was best, best known for. Um, but no Hogan in the, in the, around that time in the UFC, hell no, he wouldn't have survived. Even if you wanted to go all the way to like, I, let's let's just I say mean, he, he would have survived in today's UFC, and Mm-mm. it's more watered down. I mean, it's still MMA, but there are way more rules to UFC than there was in the the original, like the tournament days. So, right. well, hell, there's way more rules today than there were before UFC hundred, which was back in two thousand and nine. You know. Not to say that the fighters have gotten soft, because I mean, let's be honest, I can't get in there with a fucking UFC middleweight and you know survive. Um, I might be able to. I'm not. I'll, I'll do okay, and then the bell will ring, and then I'll have to you know figure out a way to get out of it. Um, I'm not but even I can't do that shit. All, all I gotta <laughs> do, all I gotta do is last, right? <laughs> you last. Yeah, that, means, in, you fucking... that means I gotta make sure I don't get hit. That's <laughs> right. Times. I gotta or get choked out. Or get yeah. choked out. Yeah, but not. Nah, Okay, do we buy the claim that Hogan says that he was going to be in the UFC? He was asked to fight in the UFC. Well, I mean, the co-founder of of the UFC, uh, Campbell McLaren, uh, refutes this claim. 
So, <laughs> right? so it's uh, all you know bullshit. that didn't happen. Exactly. All right. Um, Roger, you want this one or you want me to take it? No, you can take it. I want number uh, 13. All right, cool. All right. So number. All right. So the next one on the list is Hulk Hogan was supposed to play the lead in the movie The Wrestler. Hmm. The critically acclaimed film The Wrestler details what it, what it is like to at one time be on top of the professional wrestling world only to squander to small shows and gyms and dozens of fans. Although Mickey Wart did a great job as Randy the Ram Robinson, that wasn't director Darren I'm gonna Aronofsky. Ornowski, yeah. There you go. His first choice, according to Hulk Hogan. The Hulkster has claimed that the script was the script was sent to him numerous times only for him to turn the deal down because he believed he didn't deserve it. Well, uh, Darren himself has denied that he ever offered Hogan the role. Not only was Nicolas Cage the other rumored actor for the lead role, but the director himself stated, we never mentioned Hulk Hogan nor any other wrestler. We just wanted to keep the fiction alive and not pull people out of it. Yeah. But could you imagine the movie The Wrestler? If Hulk Hogan was the the star of that movie, can you picture uh, it? It would have been terrible, right? Um, I mean, yeah, it'd have been. I want to see it for the fact that I see Hogan just fail miserably. Obviously, because <laughs> it's better to me. The more he fails, the better it is for me. Um. Nah, man, ain't nobody, nobody want to see that garbage. No one, no, hell no, no one wants to see that garbage. I, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, let, let's be completely honest. Hulk Hogan, for all intents and purposes, has always remained at the top of the wrestling world when he was in it. Okay. Mm. Well, hang on. In the, in the glory days, you can honestly say that that was the case. When did Hogan ever, ever go down to the quote unquote local indie level never he was always in the top companies whether it was wwe leaving wwe to go to wcw wcw goes out of business he goes back to wwe get sideways with get sideways with some people in wwe ends up going to tna like when was he ever like quote unquote you know you know struggling to make it on the independence maybe when he first started out well, yeah, the first out, days. But, but everybody yeah, starts because, out because Vern Gagne did not like him. But I'm talking no. about after. I'm talking about after he got I mean, his rise to fame. You know, we all start at the bottom. Yeah, but not all. Well, not all, he but most. It. Yeah, about ninety-eight I mean, percent of us. Randy Orton didn't start at the bottom. Well, that's true. Well, unless you <laughs> count OVW as starting at the bottom, but even then he had a he had a he had a leg up on people. Yeah, but he was—he was—he's one of those guys that's obviously is in his blood. He's just naturally gifted at it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that Batista started at the bottom either. No, but his gimmick. But though. you guys are giving me just like—but <laughs> you guys are giving me the rare exceptions to the rule. I'm talking about ninety to ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent of everybody normally starts out either in the territory days or working on a ring crew or starting out a local independent show. But what? But. I'm, what yeah, I'm I mean, asking is, when has Hulk Hogan ever had to go down back to that level? He's never go had back to, do to that. it. No, never. That that and that's what and that was the point I was trying to make. Hogan has never been even when he was you know doing his thing in TNA. 
TNA was still on television. People still know who Hulk Hogan was. Even though he did a couple of shitty movies along the way and a god-awful show on TNT, I mean, he was well, still hold on, hold on. like. What, what show on TNT are you calling god-awful? That damn... Um, I know you ain't talking about Thunder in Paradise. No, Thunder in Paradise was good. I like that. No. Good. No. It wasn't god-awful. It was <laughs> It was a modern-day Baywatch. Yeah, with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it may not have been a. It may and, not have been a TV. And, it may not have been a TV show. It may, have, it may have just been a movie. I was like, oh, the, no, movie, I remember the him movie doing he did with Carl Weathers. I can't remember. Wh- I can't remember the name of the movie. I can either. But I was gonna say the only show I remember him doing was American Gladiators and Thunder no, no, in no. Paradise. He did. He did two yeah. episodes on Baywatch. Well, I mean, like him being consistent on something. Oh, okay. There you go. No, it was Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise was all right. It wasn't amazing, but it was all right. Um, but yeah, I mean. Let's be completely honest. Hogan has never had to go through, you know, being on top and then down there at the bottom, you know, where he's not getting mentioned, not getting love, not getting bookings if he didn't want them, blah, 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 not making appearances, just pretty much forgotten about by the majority of the big time independent or the big time shows. You know, Hogan has already been established at this point, you know, which in the movie The Wrestler, it shows, you know, Randy, Randy, you know, Mickey Rourke's character of Randy Robinson having all this success and then dropping back down to the independence, doing the, the legend shows and things of that nature, you know, going through the struggles of what a normal independent wrestler or anybody who has a fall from grace normally goes through, you know, um, to the point to where Vince McMahon wanted to have Mickey Rourke versus Jericho at Mania and then... Mickey Ward broke kayfabe and was like, oh, no, it was bullshit, blah, blah, That whole uh, thing. But that's for a different discussion for a different time. Um, Vince is the holy grail of keeping kayfabe, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, you that was the whole that. thing. You would you would, you would, would think because he was he was, he was was uh, getting trained by uh, Afa and Sika. Um, to murder people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. They train you to kill. Those are killers. Yeah, they are. Anyway, but let's go from that one to the next one. You got it, Raj? I know you want to talk about this Yes. One. Yes. Next on the list, Hulk Hogan claims that Mike Tyson was f- afraid to face Hogan in a boxing match. That's right. Hogan says Mike Tyson was too scared to face him in a boxing match. So in his um, autobiography, Hogan brought up that both he and George Foreman were supposed to take each other on in a celebrity boxing match for charity in the 1980s. Hogan would have gone duff the fuck up. Yes, he would have. <laughs> Even in the 1980s, George Foreman would have. Uh, while that doesn't seem so far-fetched, it actually does. There is no concrete evidence that this dream match was supposed to take place. I, he was just doing that because Anoki got to go against Ali and he was jealous, pretty much. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, however... That isn't even the biggest lie of the interview. While he was in WCW, Hogan said that the pay-per-view bout between himself and Mike Tyson was supposed to commence. Hogan's excuse as to why it didn't happen. Tyson was too scared. Yeah, I'm sure that was it, Hogan. I mean, um, um, sure. Let's just, let's say he, Tyson was the one that was scared. No. Mike Tyson. Tyson was scared. (laughs) Tyson was scared. I ain't scared no. I ain't scared no New World Order. Oh, hold on. <laughs> when when was this supposed to have happened? 
Well, there... it said while he was in WCW, so anytime between 94 to... Uh, so, so the thing is, Mike Tyson, during that time he was with uh, in the Shawn Michaels-Austin uh, moment, uh, apparently he was also in talk with WCW, and WWE won him out. I knew he was in talks with WCW, but... No? Afraid? <laughs> no. He, he got, I would say he got more... Um, more money to go to WWE, but I mean, because that was shortly after he got out of prison, so yeah, right. so he was ready to kill anybody anywhere, anytime. Right. Well, I mean, this was just off the heels of the two losses that he had to Evander Holyfield. Um, he had the one in '96 and then the one in '97 where he bit his ear off. Um, and then '99 was his next fight after that, but. 1997 he was suspended for the um for the disqualification uh so yeah i mean he had you know he had but but, but I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to think like i i'm trying to wonder like okay, at what point was w was because okay hogan was in wcw in 1994 mm-hmm. yeah in 19 from 1990 from, 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 from 1991 um, he uh, uh, Tyson had a fight, and then he didn't have a, his next fight until 1995. Um, well, you gotta you gotta remember from from 92 to 95, Tyson was in prison. He was in prison, right? Exactly. So he must be talking about anywhere between 95 to um, 90, 97, maybe. When was when was Austin and Sean? That was 98. So that that's the time. Yeah, so, okay, so his last, like I said, in, in, in January 28th, 1997, was when um, it was the Sound and the Fury build, build um, or the quote-unquote, the infamous, the bite fight, uh, was when Mike Tyson bit off uh, Evander Holyfield's ear, which which led him to a suspension or whatever, he didn't have his next fight until 99. So that being said, that means Hogan is stating that during this brief period of time, Tyson was scared to fight him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can't see Tyson being afraid to fight anybody. No, I mean th- this. This is a guy who fought fucking Larry Holmes and fought Carl Carl Williams and fucking Peter Manila. Like I mean, like he. I mean, he fought some heavy hitters. He got beat by Buster Douglas. You know, forty-two to one odds. You know, got beat by Vander Holyfield twice. You know, and you think about, like, the big names that have beaten him. I mean, Buster Douglas, Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis. You know, and of course Danny Williams and Kevin McBride did, but they were, uh, you know, they were newer, younger, you know, and they had, you know, they didn't have the, they didn't have the, uh, the, uh, the experience, but they had the youth, you know, and, you know, sport's a young man's game, but, you know, but Tyson was still throwing them, you know, punches on him. Um, but, uh, but I mean, yeah. I, do I think this is true? Hell no, this isn't true. This isn't even close to truth. No. Yeah, not at all. We all know the truth. And that man's full of shit. Mm-hmm. No matter what he tries to say. But let's just say for the sake of argument that it happened. Wouldn't you want to watch that? 
Wouldn't you I mean, want to watch Mike Tyson just beat the fuck out of Hogan? I would say anytime I could see Tyson put hands on anybody in general, but to be Hulk Hogan? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's jump to the next one. Chip, you got it? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan claims he was supposed to be the face of the George Foreman grill. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. I believe um, that. You do believe that? Yeah, because that- wasn't it at the time where he was like making a bunch of just random like merchandise and shit? Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, but the lies with George Foreman don't stop in the last slide. Uh, <clears throat> Foreman was one of the best boxers of his generation. There's no denying that. Right. Uh, but he's more famous nowadays for the infamous grill named after him than his boxing career. Uh, maybe to the newer generation. I'm yeah, not definitely sure. the newer generations. Yeah. However, according, lead. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, however, according to Hulk Hogan, it was his name that was originally supposed to be there. While there's a real possibility that Hogan was one of the names to be considered, it is the reason why that would make you scratch your head. Hogan claimed on an episode of his hit TV series, Hogan Knows Best, that the reason he didn't get the offer was because he was out picking up his kids from school. Yeah, we noticed a lot. He didn't love his kids. <laughs> so, so hold on, hold on. If he was who the company originally wanted to be the face of the grill, don't you think they would have waited for him to give them an answer? Not just been like, oh, he didn't answer the phone. Uh, Call George Foreman up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, but didn't, but didn't, but wasn't this a didn't he have a response to this though like George Foreman got the grill Hulk Hogan didn't get the grill and then he ended up doing like he tried to open an Italian restaurant Pasta Mania do you guys remember that shit yeah they were the model of America yeah Yeah. they promoted on the very first Nitro (laughs) that didn't last long (laughs) it didn't last long it's probably a Zaxby's in that spot where it used to be now I don't know but I hope so it's better (laughs) hell yeah um but no, man, but if you had an opportunity, you, Hulk Hogan, George Foreman, you know, especially at that time, I mean, that doesn't give us, when did the George Foreman grill come out? What year would, was the George Foreman grill introduced uh, to the it was, an, it was like uh, mid nineties, maybe I've always known about, I've always known about it throughout my whole life. So I have no idea to be sure. Oh, let's, let's see. see. You can get a George Foreman grill for $32. Hell yeah. That ain't bad. <laughs> 16 downloadable recipes for the George Foreman grill. There you go. Uh, 94. 94. Okay. Yeah. The George Foreman grill officially debuted in 94. And the following year, uh, Sultan created its first infomotion infomercial starring pitchman George Foreman testing out his namesake grill that knocks out the fat. This led to a series of TV show length infomercials and shorter ads featuring an always enthusiastic George Foreman hawking his grill. Mm. 
Yeah, so 94. So that would have been right at the time he jumped on the WCW. WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he join WCW 94 or was it 95? No, it was 94. It was 94 because that's when, uh, because the uh, bash at the beach that year was Flair versus Hogan. Because Shaq was uh, in Hogan's corner at the time. Was he in Cody Rhodes' corner too? Was he what now? In Cody Rhodes' corner too. (laughs) (laughs) If that's another claim he made, probably. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It was March of 94. Uh, Shit. Sorry about that. Golly. Got heartburn. Excuse me. Oh yeah, thank th- thanks for laughing at the fact that I have acid built up in my chest. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's so random. I thought you it yawned. Is. No, yeah. I, I I was trying to I, I was trying to keep from burping it directly into the microphone. But anyway, but no, but no. That, okay, is it plausible that maybe Hulk Hogan could have been the spokesperson for this grill? Is oh, I it think a possibility. It's pl- I think it's plausible, uh, but I mean. Like like I said, if the company really wanted him to be the face of the grill, just because he didn't answer the phone because he was supposedly, quote unquote, out picking up his kids from school. Uh, knows a lot. He don't love his kids. Yeah, they would have left a message and said, hey, uh, Terry, give us a call back. We got this fantastic idea for you. I don't, I don't, I don't know, Rod. I don't know. I don't know if he doesn't love his kids. And the reason I say that is, do you know any other reason why Brooke Hogan would have been on TNA other than her father? Her looks? Mm, nah, there were prettier people around that time than Brooke Hogan. To go to TNA? Yeah, I mean, though I can think of at least five TNA knockouts that were better looking than she was. But they were already there. She My- was a celebrity. Celebrity, okay. I mean, want to call her that? I mean, she was a celebrity. She was a celebrity. Hulk Hogan's daughter. (laughs) Well, not only is that Hulk Hogan's daughter, she was on Hogan Knows Best, which was, I mean, it it was the number one. She was a reality TV star. Well, and she was a musician. Yeah, but even but even still, though. Would even would it even be a question like okay if okay uh, let me ask this question if Hulk Hogan wasn't her father would they have still possibly have brought her into TNA to do something and why would she would she even have time to do it with her music career going the way that it is I mean well I mean Bad Bunny does uh, spots with WWE and he's the number one Hispanic artist in the world right now. Yeah, but when was but but, but when was Brooke Hogan ever the number one pop star in the world? Never. That's, that's my point. Would, that's, that's why she would have had more time. <laughs> that's why she would have had the time. But she was a a, a a fledgling star. I mean, you may not consider okay. her a star, but unfortunately, pop culture did. Yeah, <laughs> Dixie Carter may have. I don't know. I don't know. I did, but. but the likelihood of her being there without her father to me is more it's almost like Hogan had Hogan was the I think Hogan was the reason but that's just my because her hell Hogan and Bischoff were pretty much running TNA at that point right 
well, yeah. back in 2012, the Aces and Aces uh, thing or whatever it was. But yeah, but you get what I'm saying, you know. But anyway, all right. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, this, oh God, somebody don't know math. Hulk Hogan claims that he wrestled 400 days in one year. Oh, I know the story behind this one. It's so stupid. All right. <laughs> Sorry. No, we did not misspell the title of this slide. Hulk Hogan did claim that back in his heyday, he wrestled in 400 days in one year. How is that possible? Aren't there 365 days in a possible year? Sure there is. But of course, Hulk Hogan has a simple explanation how this is possible. When explaining the situation to an interviewer, Hogan claimed that since he traveled so frequently between the United States and Japan, the time difference made the 400 days a possibility. Go ahead. <sighs> Give me a second. I'm trying to wrap my brain around the stupidity. Time difference that 400 days a possibility. And while it is known that Hogan's Hulk, it is known that wrestlers compete over 300 days per year. This would indicate that Hogan wrestled in ev- wrestled in every single day of the year. Yes, I highly doubt that happened, let alone the time difference adding another 35 days to the calendar. Oh, God. Oh, God. Dude, this is worse than Scott Steiner math. What the fuck? I don't know that it's worth this, worse than uh, Scott Steiner math. Dude, but, it's, uh, at least... Hell, at least maybe Steiner made counting, it sound a little bit intelligent. I mean, maybe he was counting his double shots. I mean, I mean, if he, if he said he wrestled four hundred matches in a year, I okay, I can, huh? I doubt that more. I'd believe he wrestled four hundred days more than four hundred matches. <laughs> nah, I believe he wrestled four. I don't know. I don't know. In a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Hogan's barely wrestled 400 matches in his career. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> oh dear God in heaven! Some of this stuff you can't make up, man. Like, well, no, that's no. You can make them up, but some of this shit's just like, what the fuck? Like a sane, rational human being don't have these thoughts, but he apparently. Oh my God! All right, who who got? Okay, go ahead. What, what what are y'all's thoughts? I mean, yeah, I maybe he's counting his double shots. I, I don't know. Maybe I doubt Why? it, but, but I, I I think it, it. Okay, so in my opinion, I would say he, he probably stumbled over his words, which is not hard for Hogan to do, and and meant to say four hundred matches. Uh, 400 degrees yeah he he had that 400 <laughs> degrees um he, he came up with that idea before juvie did didn't you know yeah for real. Uh, but surprised you didn't I, mention I, that in the blurb i i would say he, he probably <laughs> oh my god oh oh it is way too late it is way too late for you to be saying some shit like that <laughs> this man created hip-hop what am i saying you know it's true god. 
God, dog. Oh, man. Mm. So, <laughs> I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> I would say that he probably meant to say, and, and this is just me playing devil's advocate, he probably meant to say he wrestled 400 matches in a year, not 400 days in a year, but uh, that, that's the only plausible explanation I got. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on to the next one. Let's go ahead, Raj. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at that. Didn't you know he was the original Triple H? Yeah. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> he lost <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars. So, listen, there's no denying that Hulk Hogan utterly... No, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to say that fucking line. <laughs> Not only was he a face of a generation in terms of wrestling, but movie roles and endorsements added a nice chunk of change to his bank account as well. But according to Hogan, he wasn't very good at saving his money during his younger years. In an interview with Good Morning America, why the fuck was he on Good Morning America? <laughs> um, Hogan said that the way he used to live cost him hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes. Hundreds of millions of dollars. He was obviously richer than nearly every wrestler at the time, as evidenced by the leak of his WCW contract. But to waste hundreds of millions of dollars seems far fetched. Not really. Hold on, time out. If if this was Ric Flair saying he lost hundreds of millions of dollars, I could believe that. Yeah, that's but the uh, Ric Flair is more believable than Hogan at that. And when it comes to uh, money. Oh, because Ric Flair's lost a shit ton of money, man. He got Ric Flair's probably. I would say Ric Flair's probably lost more money than he's ever made. There's the kicker. Yeah, but the thing is, Hogan was the face of WWE for 10, 15 years, and then the face of WCW for most of its inception. Yeah, I mean, that's not really that far fetched, to be honest. Well, this okay, is probably never, the I've most plausible it. one that uh, we've we've talked about so far tonight. Well, where is the okay? It says as evidenced by the leak of, leak of his WCW. Car. I never seen that leak. Just just uh, Google it. Google it. Not only that, but Bischoff talks about it too. That yeah. man had that man got eighty five percent of the NWO's merchandise sales. Yeah. Okay, hold on a minute. That man made money off of literally every other wrestler in the business in the in WCW. Yeah. Okay, it says, first, the WCW contract guaranteed Hogan a minimum of $675,000 for every pay-per-view Hogan appeared on. No matter what else happened, that money was Hogan's. Between the start of his contract to the end of Hogan's contract in WCW in that 2000, Hogan appeared in 15 pay-per-view, pay-per-view events for WCW. Uh for, and this was based on his 1998 contract. Mm-hmm. He earned $16 million from pay-per-views. Um, where the hell's the rest of it? Okay. Okay, so it just brought me to that one thing. Hulk Hogan's right. autograph was worth a cool $2 million. Hulk Hogan had complete creative control over his contract. Right. 
And uh, wasn't there a clause in his contract where if anybody was brought in and and they made more money than him, him, his his contract, contract goes up. it automatically goes up. Yep. Yeah. So here's an interesting. It says, yeah, it was right here. It says according to Profite BD. Hogan compiled a record 18, 17, and 9 from the start of eight from 1998 WCW contract until he left the company in 2000. Granted, many of those losses would be a disqualification when he realized, okay, whatever. It says it didn't matter to Hogan, though. Not only did they did he have control, he got paid a lot of money for all of the all of those matches because Hogan's contract paid him 25% of gross ticket revenue for every episode of Nitro and Thunder that he appeared on or wrestled on. With the caveat yep. that he be paid no less than twenty five thousand for each of those episodes, fucking shit, man. Yeah, that man made a fucking ridiculous one. That's why I believe that yeah. he lost that much money. That's 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 why I say that this is probably the most plausible one that that we've talked about so far. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, now next Bro, up, I, we're I talk never, about... I've never seen this before. Like, really? That's crazy. Huh. Oh. I've never seen it before. Never, I've never even seen it. Right, go ahead, Chip. Sorry about that. No, no. I was gonna say. Next up, we're gonna talk about the time he claims that he outdrank John Belushi after WrestleMania two. Uh, now, WrestleMania was in its infancy stages, but had already attracted celebrities such as Cindy Lauper, Billy Martin, Liberace, Mr. T. Uh, you know, the rock and wrestling connection made WrestleMania very popular in its early years. That's why it isn't so odd to hear that John Belushi not only frequented WrestleMania 2, but also hung out with Hulk Hogan after the show. Not being outdone, of course, Hogan claimed that they were partying so hard that Belushi had to leave simply because he couldn't keep up with Hogan. The story, story seems rather legitimate, Except for one caveat, John Belushi passed away in 1982, and WrestleMania 2 took place in 1986. You sure you wasn't talking about Jim Belushi, and maybe he just got the name wrong over the years? I don't know if Jim Belushi's a big uh, wrestling fan like that, though. I didn't know John Belushi was a big wrestling fan. Yeah, he was at some of the earlier shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, you can't sit there and uh, say that. Because wasn't John Belushi you and... You outdrank um, John Belushi when the man's been dead four years at this point. Well, hell yeah, you outdrank him. He didn't have anything. I mean, I don't drink him then. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He wasn't we even all out, We've yet. all outdrank him. <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, God. Um. I just drew a blank on that man's name. Um... Oh, uh, but wasn't Belushi and uh, Andy Kaufman real good friends? Uh, I don't know that off the top of my head. I know him and Dan Aykroyd were real good friends. They were Blues Brothers together. Well, yeah. Uh, and he was only thirty-three when he passed away. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know off the top of my head for sure on that uh, pairing of him and Kaufman. But, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it since they were, like, old comedy legends and everything during that time. 
Caban Drug and Cock. Oh, so yo D. Yeah. So, next one on the list. Who is the next one on the list? I, I got it. Right. Next one on the list is how Hulk Hogan broke his ribs and ruined Wrestle at, Forever at WrestleMania 18. So, the contest between Hulk Hogan and The Rock that took place at WrestleMania 18 was truly a once in a lifetime event. Seeing two of WWE's biggest stars in the company's history square off at the granddaddy of them all was the equivalent to having two undefeated football teams competing in the Super Bowl. After the match, it was obvious that Hogan was in pain as he was grabbing his ribs. Hogan originally said that it was the Rock's signature rock bottom that did the damage to his body, but with Hogan being nearly 50 years old at the time, that could be plausible. Yet, leave it up to Hogan to lie about something that could even be true. In an interview with a podcast with Bill Simmons, he stated that his ribs were broken at a house show against Rikishi that happened before WrestleMania 18. What's the real story, Hulk? They full of shit. Which, which Samoan hurt you? You all know them, what I mean? Like, all of them. Well, hold on. First of all, Hogan working a house show? Yeah. Uh... I highly doubt that. That's well. Hold on. Are you saying that Hulk Hogan did not work on a small crowd that was not televised for little money? Of course not. I I would believe that the Rock. uh, I would believe he broke him on the Rock Bottom before I would believe that he worked a house show against Rikishi. Yeah. Yeah. Just just, Uh, uh, uh. just saying. That makes no sense. Like none whatsoever. He first like he didn't do yeah. Well hell, there's there's a website you can go to where it lists like house show results and stuff like that. It was a, if it was the house show before WrestleMania. You know. And plus Hogan didn't really have anything to do with Rikishi WrestleMania eighteen. Right? No, I don't, I don't think that was. I mean, and why would they just put together a, th- a throw together match for a house show like Hogan and Rikishi? I mean, no, that ain't no disrespect to Rikishi, and I'm sure would have gotten him a nice rub. But I mean, I don't think so. So according uh, to this, Rikishi yeah. Scotty mm-hmm. Tuati and go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, what year was that? Uh. 2002 uh, Rikishi, Scotty Tuhati, and Albert defeated Mr. Perfect Lance Storm and Test in the pre-show on Sunday Night Heat and then Hogan uh, battled the Rock obviously previous event was No Way Out Hogan wasn't even on the card for that one So, there you go. Oh, January 3rd, 2002, Hulk Hogan defeats Rikishi WWF House Show in Tampa, Florida. Oh, okay. Okay, so, okay, so. Or, I'm sorry, that would have been March 1st. 
uh, and then March 11th, he had the three-on-two handicap match where it was Hogan, Nash, and Hall against Austin and Rock. And then he uh, then he faced The Rock on the 17th. So, 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 so he broke his ribs against Rikishi, wrestled a match, three-on-one, three-on-two. He didn't have to do a whole lot. He, he had a match right. there. You're right, you're right. So Scott did a, Scott did most of the work. Uh, it it might be plausible. It might be plausible. Roger. I mean, he's full of shit. So I mean, <laughs> I'm glad he broke his ribs. Fuck him. <laughs> Can you feel the hostility, ladies and gentlemen? Well, All I right. Mean- we we you you woke up and chose violence today when you you decided to pitch this idea. So. No no no, I woke up and chose someone else's violence. <laughs> Not my violence. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, let's move on to the next one, Roger. Go ahead. Uh, this one's for Chit specifically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll do it. Right, go ahead. You sure. Chip. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Chip. Okay, I'll do the next one. Uh, so so next up, we're going to talk about the the time that Hulk Hogan said that the king himself, er- Elvis Presley, was a Hulkamaniac. Mm. So another story to come out of Hulk Hogan's autobiography. Now this is in black and white autobiography. He said that Elvis Presley was a huge Hogan fan. Before joining the WWE, Hogan was part of the professional wrestling scene in Memphis. Not only was he a part of it, but he was so popular that even the infamous Elvis Presley would come out just to watch him wrestle. Now, that would be a really, really cool story. But similar to the earlier John Belushi story, Hogan must have just been a little confused. uh, Because he didn't didn't begin (laughs) wrestling in Memphis until 1979, right? Right. Now, Elvis Presley died on the throne, taking a dump in 1977. Hmm. Could this be the reason that people think Elvis is still alive? Because Hogan said it in his autobiography. I think it's more far-fetched to think that Hulk Hogan was so popular that Elvis Presley went to go see him. We all know good and damn well Jerry Lawler runs Memphis Wrestling. Let's be honest. Who's more popular in Memphis? Who was more popular in their territory at the time than Jerry Lawler in Memphis, other than maybe Vern in the AWA or fucking um, Dusty you know, or Dusty I, in the, the Carolina? You know, you know, but you know what I mean. Flair in the Carolinas. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like people, people in Memphis know Law will say Lawler before they say Hogan. Well, of course. But, you know, I always would know that Lawler hates, you know, celebrities that come to wrestling shows, so he's afraid of that, man. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, and Lawler put Kaufman over. That's because Kaufman put himself over. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, but then again, but there, there's always the conspiracy about Elvis Presley still being alive. He faked his death, blah, 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 blah. 
But even then, even if Elvis Presley did fake his death, I highly, highly doubt that he would still stick around Memphis or it was he died in Vegas, so he would fly back to Memphis. And, you know, if he wanted to hide out, I doubt he'd go to any of the fucking Memphis Coliseum events to watch Hogan wrestle specifically, you know. Yeah, just more bullshit spouting from uh, the infamous Hulk Hogan. Himself. Yes. Yep. All, All right, right. Rod, let's go ahead and go with the next one. Or do you want me to take this one? No, no I got it. Since, no. Right, go ahead. We switched. Since we switched. <laughs> All right. Um... So, he claims that his fight with Randy Savage on Saturday night's main event was real. We know if that was real, Poffo would have put them hands on that motherfucker for real. <laughs> put that right. man in put hey. The, hey, hey, you know what they say, Harlem Hospital's giving beds out, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 Randy would have duffed that fool. Hard. Like, that man would have been saying hoaxer in a fucking coma. Well, 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 if you believe the story from a previous Retalk Wrestling episode... Hogan that had that, was lusting for Miss Elizabeth. Well, that, but also Hogan's mysterious black eye that he had at WrestleMania Nine was because Macho Man really did duff him, as yeah. the rumor goes. Although he said it was a ski accident or he did it on a movie set, I believe Macho duffing him is is, is a more plausible uh, uh, explanation. But anyway, go ahead read the read the blurb. I don't wanna. No, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you better. Um, so one of Hulk Hogan's greatest views in his career was with the Macho Man Randy Savage, starting with their team as the Mega Powers and culminating at WrestleMania Five. The two had one of the most popular programs in WWE history, and according to Hogan, it was his, it was their real life animosity that made it even better. Um, in the in the Randy Savage documentary that the WWE had produced, um back in 2014 the infamous backstage fight between hogan and savage that led to their breakup as a team was brought up according to hogan however the altercation wasn't a part of the script he claimed that the wwe cameras happened to walk in on them while the two were engaged in a real life fight sure no like oh the whole thing with him pointing his finger saying he had eyes for he had lust in his eyes eyes from his elizabeth (sighs) No, nah, I mean, Hogan did have lust in his eyes, eyes for Miss Elizabeth. He did, right? We all know it to be true. Yeah, but for him to say like, "Oh, that was a real fight," I mean, no, I mean, I mean, do I think Randy would have probably hit him for real? Probably. Oh yeah, Randy would have duffed his fucking. Maybe, ass. maybe, maybe it was a situation where. They were supposed to have a Hogan was going to take the beat down, but hang on, maybe it was a situation (laughs) of Hogan was supposed to take the beat down, and Randy was working a little bit stiff with him, and he thought that it was real because of that reason. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there at this point. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh man, yeah. I'm sorry, that one was funny. Yeah, I tried. I'll be here all week, kids. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Try the veal. Anyway, keep your waitress. All right. Um, (laughs) What club are you at? (laughs) Where are you performing, sir? (laughs) The only place I'm welcome, the comedy catch. (laughs) Anyway, all right. 
All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, I guess I'll take this next one. Mm -hmm. Um, Hulk Hogan's recollection of the Montreal screw job. Here we go. Yeah, because he was there. Right. <laughs> he was a W. He, give a he shit. booked it. Right. Anyway, let me get through this. Although Hulk Hogan was long gone from WWE in 1997, everyone in the world from professional wrestling knew or has at least heard of the events that transpired that would inf infamously be known as the Montreal Screwjob. In an interview with an Australian radio show, this is word for word, verbatim, what Hulk Hogan said. He said, and I quote, Well, Bret Hart was supposed to lose to Shawn Michaels at um, uh, WrestleMania. Um, whatever the hell it is. Whatever the hell it was. You know, 16 or 17. I don't know. Uh, we know that for sure. <laughs> where, all the, where all the fans were chanting, Bret screwed Bret. Bret told Vince McMahon, I'm not losing to Shawn Michaels in Canada. And Shawn Michaels went out there and pulled a fast one on Bret Hart and held him down and pinned him. And Brett couldn't do anything about it. And so-called excellence of execution, who was supposed to be the greatest wrestler of all, little teeny Shawn Michaels held him down and embarrassed him, though embarrassed him though. Bret Hart was being a horse's ass, saying he wouldn't lose, and Shawn pinned him anyway. Stop. Stop. Drop. Shut him down, yeah, open up shop. shop. Listen. <laughs> oh. It was a phantom submission. It wasn't a fucking three count. Jesus. <sighs> Y'all go ahead. <laughs> it wasn't a phantom submission. If you yeah, it was a phantom see, submission. You can obviously see Brett's shoulder down in the sharpshooter. <laughs> you were cutting in and out. I couldn't hear what you said. What'd you say? I said you can obviously see that Brett's shoulders were down during the submission. <laughs> And a sharpshooter. He was on his stomach. What the fuck? Exactly. Hang on a minute. I mean. I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Because I mean. No. It's, stupid is as stupid does. Right? It, right? That's what I'm saying. Like. Come on now. Whew. Just you weren't even like. First of all, first of all, WrestleMania. Here. It would be more plausible that Shawn Michaels was pinned because he leaned too far back and his shoulders were on the mat. His shoulders right. were on the mat. Oh God! So stupid. Oh dear God! Okay. Yeah. It's like uh uh WrestleMania. If it, first of all, it didn't happen at WrestleMania. Fucked hard. It happened at Survivor Series. Not fucked hard. <laughs> he called that man a fucked hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I apologize. No, no. Your um, feelings. <laughs> did I really? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. Anyway, let's. Oh dear Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm. Who got the next one? Chip, you got the next one. I can take it. Who got it? Well, I figured we just go. Technically, it should be me. Right, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I think it should be. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Raj. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. We, well, we did the switch around, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah we did switch. Okay, yeah. Um. So, the next claim is Hogan saying that Andre the Giant weighed 600-plus pounds at WrestleMania 3. Sure, WrestleMania 3 <laughs> featured arguably the biggest main event in the show's illustrious history at that point. Um, however, there are many lies that surround the spectacle. Case in point, the attendance numbers. Um, the fabrications always start there. Over the years, Hulk Hogan has stated that although Under the Giant was billed at 450 pounds, he was closer to 600 pounds at the time of the uh, match. For that reason alone, Hogan claimed that the infamous body slam he tore every single muscle in his back, yet never missed a day of work. Although many have said that Andre was indeed around 450 pounds at the time, this hasn't stopped Hogan from continuing to lie. In the podcast with Bill Simmons mentioned above, Hogan is now saying that Andre was over 650 pounds at the time. He must have a bad memory, obviously. Um, it's all them chair shots. It must be. I mean, Hulkin up has to do something to you on that cocaine. But <laughs> he, cocaine tore, mixed he, with steroids. he tore every muscle in his back and his motherfucker still wrestle. Dude, if you, yeah, tore, okay. if you tear every muscle in your back, you ain't walking, dude. You're, you would have, no. This man, like, the thing is, like, yeah, he, he wrestled such a light, weak uh, style. That he only really had a, he only took a couple of bumps himself and he only gave out a couple of hits himself, but he still body slammed people. How the right. fuck are you picking anybody up? Exactly. Right. Because he was like on TV the, the very next thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like this. So stupid. Oh my god. Uh, All well, right. Speaking of WrestleMania three, Chip, you got the next one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh no, this is a, this one has a double lie in it. A double lie? Okay. <laughs> You'll understand. Uh, so Hulk Hogan claims that the slam at WrestleMania three was a last minute call. All right. So continuing with the theme of both WrestleMania three lies and body slam lies, the move itself was supposedly called in the ring just seconds before it happened. According to Hulk Hogan, he wasn't sure if Andre wanted to put him over and he genuinely didn't know what was going to happen during the match. Now that would be a cool story, but according to Dave Meltzer, here's the other lie. It isn't true. (laughs) While reviewing each WrestleMania, he said not only was Andre absolutely fine with putting Hogan over, but that the body slam spot was done in numerous house shows leading up to the match as well. Mm. Wait, we're in a fucking paradox here. Hold on a what second. What crack is he smoking? No, 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 no. Because this is a paradox. Because now we're trying to figure out, okay, wh- wh- who's the liar here? Is if Hogan says that it was they're, they're, a... They're both liars. Yeah, but... Okay, like if you say one thing... <laughs> This, no, 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 no. Hear me out, because this is where the paradox comes in. Hogan is a habitual liar, and he says, oh, the spot was called at the last second. Dave Meltzer, again, another habitual liar, says that that's not true, that it was that it was done several times in multiple house shows, and Andre was fine with it. So, uh, Hold on. who exactly are we supposed to believe in this situation? They could both be true. 
Let me explain. Maybe maybe they did the spot numerous times up, you know, in in the house show run up until Mania. But when they were going over the match, Andre was like, ah, you know, boss, I don't feel like getting slammed tonight. You know, and then at the last minute, he's like, slam me, boss, slam me. Right. I mean, it's a pot. That's a possibility. But I mean, this is one of those that even if it's a lie, does it really, really matter? I mean, no. It's one move. I, I think more uh, of the lie isn't that the move may or may not have been called on the fly, but the fact that he said he wasn't sure if Andre wanted to put him over. Like Andre, Andre knew he was on his way out. He right. Andre was always good for business. Right. Unless you were and- the ultimate warrior. No. <laughs> Put your fist up, run straight into it. Bob, he, Andre looked at Bobby Heenan and goes, he'll learn. And he didn't. Uh, so that being said, Roger, what's your thoughts on the the, the Dave Meltzer, Hulk Hogan paradox here? Um, um, I'm actually going to have to believe Hogan more on this one. I believe Hogan more than I believe Meltzer. Dang, that's, that's how bad it is. That, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a statement. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how little belief I have in a uh, old five star man over there. Oh, Uncle Dave. Yeah, Uncle Dave. Uncle Uncle Shame. Uncle Shame. Shame. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next one. This one's got me like no. You got Accordin- you like, whoa. It's got me like no. Yeah, it's got you like whoa, whoa, whoa. like no. Stop, stop the press. Hulk Hogan claims that he could have been in Metallica. Well, no. Yeah. Okay. So Hulk Hogan is by is considered one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Huh? Metallica is considered one of the greatest rock bands of all time. What? If the two were to somehow unite, it would have been a match made in heaven. Well, according to Hulk Hogan, that pipe dream almost became a reality before he was a professional wrestler. While playing in his band with his childhood friends, Hogan claimed that both Metallica and the Rolling Stones wanted him to be their bass player. <laughs> I can't even say this. I can't, I can't read this with a fucking straight face. But Metallica member Lars Ulrich came to Hogan himself to ask him that. But Metallica member Lars Ulrich came to Hogan himself to ask him to play with the group. Unfortunately for Hogan, Ulrich didn't even know who didn't even know who the hell he was when Howard Stern asked him about the story if it was true or not in an interview. Oh God! I, I, oh man. Okay, so I don't believe that Hulk Hogan was ever at any point going to be a member of Metallica. I also no. don't believe that... Or the Stones? Or the, yeah, right? Or. The Stones have been around since the 60s? Yeah. Uh, but I also don't believe that Ulrich didn't know who Hogan was when Howard Stern asked him about this story. Like, Ulrich would have had to have been living in a cave 
like in Zimbabwe somewhere to to not know who Hogan was at that point. Yeah, or or maybe he just wasn't a wrestling fan. You know, maybe that's what it was. He's, he's still in Rocky before that. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Well, see, Metallica's first album was Kill 'Em All back in 1983, and the bass player was Cliff Burton. God rest his soul. And Cliff Burton uh, was the bass player from 1983 into 1986 when he passed away. Uh, Cliff Burton only did he only did Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, and The Master of Puppets. That was his. Uh, that was his last album that he did with him. And um, uh, I can't remember who I mean, who was the bass player after that. Was it? Uh, it was Jason Newstead. Okay. And now they got uh, Robert Trejo uh, now. Um, but it's the same three play. James Hetfield, Kurt Hamrick, and Lars Ulrich have been with Metallica since 1982 when they first formed the band. Um, so Hogan states that Hogan claimed that both Metallica and the Rolling Stones wanted him to play their bass. No, but uh, they wanted to play the bass. But then again, Hogan started wrestling when? 1980? Uh, 81? No, in the 70s. Because remember, he Did wrestled it? in he remember he wrestled in Memphis in 79. Oh, you're right, you're right. That might have been his first year in 79 then. Maybe. Okay. Metallica didn't become a ba- Metallica did not form until 1982. Okay, so if Metallica didn't didn't get together until 1982, I'm sorry, 81. I apologize, 81. I, I was gonna say uh, so. Hogan Hogan began his wrestling career it's in 77. 77, and it was in. I want to say it was in Florida somewhere, and yeah, Metallica was because where it's from. Yeah, and Metallica was formed in '81 in LA. Mm-hmm. So they're on the complete opposite side of the United States. How the hell? Like, no. First of all, was Hogan even a good bass player to begin with? Has anybody no, actually no. heard him play bass guitar? Is he even any good? We heard him he, play guitar. He comes out to a real American, bro. Did he play the guitar in Real American? Out on stage all the time, Mr. America. Oh. That's him. That's who played it. He did that all himself. Mm. Yeah, you didn't know that? I, I mean, he's put that. out music albums. Oh, yeah. The, the, the fuck. Oh, God. What was the name of that album? With Hogan. Uh, Hulk Rules, I think, is what the name of the album was. It was a damn... Uh, uh, it was trash is what it was. From the Wrestling yes. Boot Band. The Wrestling Boot Traveling Band. And the song was called... The album was Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band. And the album was called Hulk Rules. Yeah. What the fuck? Alright. Oh, it had American Made on it. It had his WCW theme on it. That's... <laughs> Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> See, he did that too. Oh, Lord. Yeah, all that stuff he made. Yeah. <laughs> he also wrote a song for Dolly Parton called Headlock on My Heart. Did he really? He wrote all her biggest hits, actually. Yeah. 
It says it, it I, says I, it right here on Wikipedia. Oh my god! <laughs> I should I should know. I mean, he's Roger would know everything about Hulk Hogan. He wrote every single one of Dolly Parton's hits. Mm. So he when he was talking about nine to five, he 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 wrote it from his heart. Yeah, he yeah. meant that shit. Yeah, yeah. So when he was talking about Jolene, he was. He, That's he, the woman that took a. Uh, took his Jolene was actually uh. What's her name? What's his actual wife's name? Or uh, Linda? Linda? Yeah, his first wife. Yeah, not his second one that just left him. So they got divorced. Linda was Jolene. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, since we're done bullshit, and let's go to the last word of the night. Roger, y'all got Roger. Oh yay, me. (laughs) Um, Huh. So number number one on the list. Hulk Hogan did not know that The Rock and Steve Austin would come out at WrestleMania 30. You know, the two guys backstage that he was seen with on camera, talking to. Um, so, this outrageous claim made by Hulk Hogan was also the most recent incident to happen at the time of this. Uh, at WrestleMania 30, three of the biggest WWE stars of all time. Three? Oh. Alright, you got it. Um, Hogan, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Shared the <laughs> ring at the same time to cut a promo, which Hogan butchered a lot of. Oh, yeah. Um, the Silver Dome, brother. With Hogan being the first man out there, he claimed that he had absolutely no idea that the other two would follow him out there. If this was 1994, he could have gotten away with it. Back in Hogan's day, cameras backstage that had nothing to do with the camera production were basically forbidden. But with the WWE crew taping their 24 show for the WWE Network, they had a slew of cameraman rolling backstage to catch what was going on before the big show. What was one of the things they showed? Hogan, The Rock, and Austin all sharing a laugh backstage before they called to the ring. Yep. Yep. Huh. Fucking shocked. Yep. Oh, that trash man. Yep. <laughs> Wait, Duke the Dumpster Drossy? Yeah, he could wrestle. Still can. Yeah, he can. Been in the ring with him. Yep. Oh, Good no, dude. Let me let me pick that name up off the floor. I'm I'm not allowed to drop them anymore. That's all right. I drop I, names all the time. I just yeah. leave them in the floor for people to slip on. But but you're an active wrestler. I'm not. Yeah. So I'm not allowed to drop I'm, those names. I'm an active asshole, and I don't give a fuck what people think. There you go. <laughs> he gonna drop Kennedy's name everywhere. <laughs> he all took right. that gimmick from me. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go. So you're trying to Hogan Ken Anderson? Is that what you're trying to do? I actually trained him how to wrestle and cut promos. So yeah, you didn't know that, <laughs> dude. You about maybe spill my beer, dude. Hold on. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, there would be no Ken Anderson. So you flew all the way to Green Bay, Wisconsin, trained him, flew all the way back. He actually flew down here. Yeah. The fact that Chip's agree, the fact that Chip agrees with that bullshit <laughs> makes me know right there it's all bullshit. Why is it gonna be bullshit for? <laughs> yeah, because I know you, man. If he wanted to be a wrestler so bad, if he wanted to be a wrestler so bad, he he'd yeah. fly for it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't charge him much. <laughs> I hope y'all can see what this is. This is all bullshit. Roger, Roger wants to be Hogan so bad he's even gonna lie like him. Yeah, 
Because I wrestled 400 days a year. <laughs> I wrestled 401 days one year. Oh, that leap year? Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I did. Mm-hmm. Nah, I can't see that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 401 days. A- no, like, even, even, even if, let's just say just for this, I mean, 365 days a year is still kind of, ugh. They don't even wrestle nowhere close to that nowadays. I mean, I don't know, with them going back on the road now, it might be a little bit, but they've cut down a lot on their live events, haven't they? Yeah. So, they went from like 300 plus to like down to like, what, 250 maybe? Either way, you're still on the road, you know, most of the time. But, that being said, out of all 15 of this bullshit we talked about tonight, which one to you guys was the most outrageous, the most outlandish, the most full of, full of bullshit you've ever heard? I don't know, man. That that Metallica one. Yep. The Elvis one. The uh, Belushi one. The Belushi one. The 400 days a year. Because he doesn't know how, to, how time works regardless. I mean, right. The Mike Tyson. Yeah, they were pretty much all yeah. bullshit. Yeah. The UFC one definitely is bullshit. No, I believe that one. I believe I that they wanted him to get fucked up. Well, maybe. Okay, if that if, if you're saying that, then yes, definitely. Um, the wrestler one, nah, I don't believe that. Especially since the director came out and said, nah, Hogan's full of shit. Um, he is full of yeah. shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. <laughs> it's very interesting to talk about um, the bullshit. Because you would think... Like, here's the thing. If Hogan didn't tell all these lies and didn't tell all this bullshit, you know, actually put fuckers over that deserve to be put over, like Piper and fucking, um, you know, Macho Man. Like, hell, I don't think he put Macho Man over one time in his whole career, or did he? Yeah, well, yes and no. Yeah? He he let him main event at WrestleMania he win it, but he still came out. Yeah, it was at WrestleMania that he won? That Macho Man won that match? Did Macho Man only, win at WrestleMania 5? It was the only... It was five, four, wasn't it? I thought it was five. I thought it was oh, five. It might have been five. Let me look it up real quick. Was it five? Okay. Might have been. Maybe it was Maybe it was four, and that's what led to the feud at five. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, because uh, he made, Hulk Hogan made it four out of the first five WrestleManias. The one he didn't was one Macho Man won. And he came out and celebrated with Macho Man as if he had won. Yes, because yeah. it says Randy Savage. Yeah, because Randy Savage defeated One Man Gang. Uh, let's see, Randy Savage defeated. Oh, because they had that tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't mind. That was that. That was the year. Yeah, that was the year Macho Man wore a different pair of trunks every match. Yep. Yep. Because Miss Elizabeth could seam it up. Yep. And Hogan defeated Savage at. 14 so Hogan so yeah so Hogan defeated Savage at 5 so um he made Miss Elizabeth was in a five. neutral corner yep yep oh lord so Savage only beat Hogan twice and never clean yeah was, there was always a fuck finish yep they were all count outs or DQs 
<clears throat> even after the whole thing was like, remember 1995 or not? No, I think it was 95. I want to say it was 95. It was when WCW did the first World War Three. Um, there we go. I'm trying to see which one it was. It may have been 95. Yeah, it was. It was 95. It was. Um, it was 95. Is right before they went. It was right before. Uh, they went to uh, WCW before WCW went to uh, did the deal with uh, New Japan. It was, it was WCW versus New Japan um, for a Star K ninety five, um, and uh, in that one, Randy Savage won last eliminating one man gang, but Hogan got unceremoniously eliminated with the referee not looking, um, or the, he got distracted, whatever, got pulled out of the ring. Referee seen it. Um, Referee seen he was outside, blah, 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 blah. Then he had to jump in and at the end after Randy. Instead of giving it to Randy Savage, letting him celebrate with the title, you know, he had to come back in and say, that wasn't right, brother. You got to go back and watch the film and then we'll talk turkey, dude. Like, dude, fucking give the guys a moment. Stop fucking taking shit away from people. But there you go. So, Pez Watley was in that one. Sweet. Totally forgot Pez Watley was in that match. But anyway, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to us uh, talk about the immortal Hulk Hogan and all the bullshit that he's been doing. So, saying. go ahead. Before we, before we finish this, also let you guys know that here recently, in like last week or two, Hogan did an interview and he said that, um, that he claims that if Roddy Piper would have done the job, to Hogan, like he was supposed to have, that Roddy Piper would have made more money than he ever did in his life. Which makes no fucking sense because if Hogan would have done the job for Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper would have had the top merchandise sales being the champion. Talking about WWE or WCW? WWE. Okay. But Hogan tried to say it was Piper's fault that he never got the money he deserved. Because he's such a stand-up guy. Hmm. I believe that one. Never never held anybody ever down in the business. Nobody. Ever. He was such can, a perfect person. Can you hear the uh, sarcasm in his voice, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> sarcasm. Well, I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. You better honest as Hulk Hogan. He never told a lie, so. We just went through 15, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> alleged lies. There you go. All right, yeah, allegedly is the key word. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you guys had a good laugh out of it. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? <clears throat> As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. You got anything to say, Raj? Um, Hulk Hogan is a piece of shit. <laughs> that it? Is all you want to say? Yeah. Okay. Didn't know if you wanted to elaborate, but we'll we'll oh, go from there. The massive right. piece of shit. <laughs> there you go. All right. Shout out to Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, uh, Sean and Andrew over at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, and should I watch that with Sean Miller? Thank you guys for getting us to twenty one thousand downloads. Are we at twenty two thousand yet? No, I think we are. Are we at twenty two thousand? Oh, let me double check. Let's double check that real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Hey, no limit. Cash money versus no limit reached one thousand. 
Yeah. Thank you guys for getting us a tw- uh, to one thousand on that one. No, What's we're, biscuit we're almost. Limp Biscuit at two thousand twenty-three. Two twenty-three. Okay. But no, we are just a little bit under twenty-two. All right. Let's push it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get us to twenty-two thousand da- downloads. Again. Push it to thirty thousand downloads by the end of the I, year. Oh, hey, thirty thousand downloads by the end of the year. That'd by be the great. end of June. How about that? Man, yeah, I'm good with that. Just if push the shit out of it. Just push it, push it, push it. <laughs> All your friend, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell whoever. Um, that tell being your wives, said, tell your, kids. tell your wives, tell your kids, tell your husbands. We out here for everybody. Anyway, that being said, we got a lot of cool shit coming down the pipe from Movement Radio. Um, got more guests coming on the show. We got uh, a lot of another other other retalk wrestling episodes coming up. More who you got. Uh, rock retrospectives, um, the rap rewind series, battle topics, a lot of cool shit we got going on. We got the new series that we're fixing to come out with soon. True, uh, it's all true crime stuff, and um, hope you guys also something about sports as well. And uh, you know, we really thank you guys for coming along on this ride with us. We really do appreciate it. We love you guys, and we'll see you guys next time on another edition. Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.